Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to season two of Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. Hey, if you or anyone you know lives in Saskatchewan, Canada, I'll be performing for one night only at The Exchange in Regina, on January 20th. Check the link in the bio for more information. All right, let's get to it. My guest today is a comedian and actor from Los Angeles, California. After being selected for the New Faces Comedy Showcase at Just for Laughs in Montreal, he became the youngest comedian to ever perform on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. He's appeared on Comedy Central's Live at Gotham, he was a semi-finalist on Last Comic Standing, and came in second place on America's Got Talent. Howie Mandel and Howard Stern both gave him a standing ovation in the semifinals, and on the 10-year special, Judge Heidi Klum said that he was her all-time favorite act on the show. Plus, he was brought back for the AGT All-Stars season a few years later. His debut comedy album, Laughter, I Hardly Know Her, reached number three on the Billboard comedy charts and number one on the iTunes comedy charts. He recently appeared on Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, and his brand new comedy special, Taylor Williamson, live at the Comedy Store, is available now on YouTube. He'll be performing at the Netflix is a Joke Festival later this year, and he's appearing at the last shop in Calgary, January 11th to the 13th. Please welcome Taylor Williamson. Hey, Taylor, how you doing? Wow, that was so good, buddy. You like <laughs> merged my old bio and my new bio and you made it like Canada friendly. Yeah, that's what I do. You know, I, I love I love the intros because I just basically like I search, I listen to interviews, I read articles, and then you just kind of compile this like really cool snapshot of of someone's career. And you've had quite a career. So congratulations to you. Buddy, thank you. But I love just love how you like catered it to Canada. Like you mentioned <laughs> Just for Last, which hasn't had me back since 2006. And, yeah, join the club. Uh, well, when did you go? Uh, when was that? I think it might have been 2015. No, does that make Buddy- sense? Yeah. 2015, sir. Did you hear what I just said, sir? Yeah, but sir, you're like sir. they haven't had. You're like I haven't been back in two weeks. I haven't been back in thirty freaking years. <laughs> so, but here's the thing: Did you do new faces, and then they didn't invite you back? I have never been invited back. I've knocked on their door four thousand times. That was me too. But you never know; things change. And you, you, you're. I mean, let's be honest. You're at Netflix as a joke this year. You're gonna be back. How do you know that? Cause I do my research. I haven't even I haven't even posted that. They're like <laughs> they said to me like you gotta post. Everyone's out to get me these festivals. Like yeah. I get it, the Netflix festival, I'm, and I'm grateful. But Netflix hasn't had me on. But uh, I'm I'm on. I have this new strategy where I just burn it all down. I used to yeah. like like. Can I tell you sincerely? Like I yes. I learned this. Like I see people who I admire, and like they just share honesty. Yeah, it's not talking trash. It's like I'm being half serious, half silly. But yeah, like I'm like, yeah, Netflix hasn't had me on a thing and I get to do their festival. And I'm very grateful. Truly very grateful. But I get Sunday, the last night, Sunday, 10 o'clock show. <laughs> and right. I'm like, everyone's going to be at the after party while I'm on stage in front of seven <laughs> people. But also they want me to post it right now to like promote, promote the festival. I'm like, buddy, I got to promote my shows this week. The festival's in May 12th. We're recording this. <laughs> Whatever month this is of recording, that's that's like three years from now. 
Like, and I also know posting up the Netflix festival is not going to change my life because I, anyways, but I'm grateful, but it's, everyone's out to get me, Matthew. I know, I know they are, but the problem is <laughs> I, I'm aware. Everyone keeps calling and saying, how can I get Taylor? That's what they keep telling me. Are you being sincere? No, I'm not being sincere. Oh no, you're just as neurotic as I am. Great. You're like, really? I knew it. I knew it the whole time. They have Jewish people in Canada like me, right? We have, yeah, we have eight, eight Jewish people. Oh, sh- sh- happy Hanukkah to all my my Hebrew people in it is, Canada. We are airing. It is the new year. I think it, we are, new, Hanukkah is over. Well, happy, oh, um, it's an early happy Hanukkah. <laughs> it's happy early, Hanukkah. Early for 2024. It's never too early to say happy Hanukkah. Did you know? It's eight days, so it comes That's closer true. than it's sooner than you think. <laughs> it happens really fast. It just keeps looping. Well, you've been yeah. you, you've been doing amazing, <laughs> and it's been awesome seeing all the stuff that's been popping up. Uh, the special was great. Taylor Williamson live at the Comedy Store. So much fun. Thank I know we'll you. talk about that later, but I'm just getting this cold chill, which means that uh, I think we're gonna get our first visitation of season two, my friend. I am the ghost of comedy past. Today I take you to the first comedian you saw live that made you love comedy. Well, I was under 21, wow. uh, creepy guy. Yeah. And I was supposed to be casual while this creepy guy just came in here. And he's, well, sounds, why, would I, you talk? If this guy came into your house, would you yeah. be like, oh, thanks for that question? This guy lives in Hottie Doll Studio. So every time I do this podcast, he is like literally just floating around here ready to ask questions. So I'm used to him by now, but this is your first time interacting. So I understand that you're a little freaked out. You know what I've learned in therapy is like when you're comfortable with scary stuff, it's just, it's trauma. Oh, really? It's not, it's not good that you're comfortable with. It's like in LA, like I live in Los Angeles and there's like a lot of not well unhoused people in the street and it's yeah. unfortunately normal, you know, and like you just yeah. walk by, go, huh, shrug. But it's because we have trauma. It's not good. It's, you're not. You're supposed to go. What? You're so you're to, saying I, a healthy person would be freaked out that there's a ghost living in his studio, but I am right. not. So that means something's wrong, right? And that's not an attack on you. It's because like you're my friend, and I'm right. not saying you're not healthy, you jerk. I'm but, saying I'm I'm concerned for your well being, and I don't know if you should <laughs> keep living there if you're, if you're if you have a ghost. But anyways, well, we can talk about. that. I have three. Time. I have three ghosts, but that's fine. Okay, so you were un, you were underage when you started performing. Same right. as me. I was 17 when I started getting to the clubs. But who yeah. was that? Who was that first comic that you saw live that was that you were like, oh my word, that's the one. I wanted. I want to do comedy. Who inspired you when when you saw them live? Not on TV or a special, right? So not to be a smart butt, if that's yeah. a term that people use in Canada, which they don't use in America. I don't um, think they use it anywhere, Taylor. You get what I'm inferring, you know? Oh yeah, I uh, see. It. Okay, smarty yeah. pants. Not to yeah. be smarty pants. <laughs> we say it, skittle right? pants. No, you don't. No, we don't. No, we're good. Is that true? No, we don't. No, I no. Really, I don't know. it just seems like it's copy copyright infringement. <laughs> if. if uh, uh, Trudeau made that a lot, but I I was more inspired by people who who not to be like because I d- went to open mics. The first people I saw were at those trashy open mics and just sure. a, lot of not, a lot of like weird, like not just odd people. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Weird, you know? Name but all the Tom, names you remember. I mean, exactly. But Tom <laughs> Papa was the first person I paid to see live, and that was really special. He's a brilliant wow. comedian. I'm sure your fans love Tom Papa. Well, last when I was last time I performed in Montreal in 2015, uh, Sabrina and I, my wife and I, saw Tom Papa live. Uh, yeah, we're fans of his. He's he's a beast. He's a comedy beast. He's so great. What was it about him that like was it his 
you guys have obviously incredibly different styles and deliveries. What was it about him that like sparked something in you? Um, I, I don't know how, how to, I mean, listen, I, I just enjoyed him very much. And I saw I, it was him and Dane Cook that I paid to see at the Laugh Factory when I was 18. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, but if I could have picked someone, I would have picked Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, but, but you never saw him live, so that doesn't count. And I say that doesn't answer your question. Exactly. But Tom Papa's very funny <laughs> and respect to Dane Cook and all the things. And I think there is something about seeing someone like Tom and, and, and Dane too, but like seeing someone like Tom and seeing how polished, how professional, how beautiful a set can be, you kind of look at that and go, holy cow, there's like there's an art form to this. There's a there's an artistic uh, bit to this that would be very appealing. He tells jokes like like he's got bits I don't, whatever you want to call them you know yeah. it's like the word joke is weird like I wrote a joke but it's not, I don't know I don't know what words to use ever but like skit. He, had, he he has skits he's got yeah. skits pal <laughs> he's got the sketches uh, he got the word sketches yeah the but he like I just love he's a perfect comedian to me yeah yeah honestly the, he can't do a lot of wrong he's so put together you see when when I see him perform. I always feel like, because I feel like my act is pretty tight and I like words and I'm structured and you are too. Everything is very meticulous. But when I watch him, I feel like, am I too loose? Should I be preparing more? Do I need to be writing more? <laughs> like I should, I should step it up. Dude, you're, by the way, you're a perfect comedian too. I mean that you're very, very well, good. That's ve- way too kind. Way too kind. I mean it with my, my heart and my, and my soul. <laughs> Both of whatever, them. At the whatever time. is left of my soul from living in LA for twenty years. You you still got a little bit. It's like Voldemort and his Horcruxes. There's <laughs> there's there's a few little bits floating around. All oh, right. This is great news. <laughs> wow, you learn something new every day. This is great. Oh, I was actually going to ask you a question, a follow up question, but I think this next ghost might do it for me. Here we go. I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. What's your favorite club to perform in? Um, again, we're just going to pretend it's okay that you have ghosts. Again, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, you don't have other people living in your house? You've never had tenants? Like, I listen, I get sleep paralysis sometimes and I see demons and that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Seriously? It's, it hasn't happened. Last time it happened was 2020, but it's the scary. So you thing. you could have had Mike Birbiglia's act. Ah, oh, man, you're right. I didn't think about that. But he doesn't see the demon. Does he talk about the demons? He, he sees it. He saw a jackal once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he stole my shtick. <laughs> it's not I fair. Should I should That's not. Him. You can't have two comedians have incredibly similar bizarre life experiences like that. That's not fair. I think he was also I be, I could be I'm wrong most of the time but I believe he was also sued by someone who drunk drove and hit him and they won. I heard that story. I don't know if it's true. I believe it might be true. Someone drove drunk and hit Mike Berbiglia. They That happened to me though, but they didn't win. They got whatever. But And that happened to you too? Yeah, but it could have not been him, but I think it was him that it happened to too. I have to ask him. But I don't know his phone number or, or him. <laughs> 
but can you ask him? Can yeah. the ghost ask? Yeah, tell the ghost. That's how you get the ghosts out of your house, bro. You tell him, go ask Mike Birbiglia question when you lock the door. <laughs> hey, ghost of comedy present. Go check out Mike Birbiglia. Ask him a couple questions. And then I lock the door, and then he floats through the door, and he's like, I'm a specter, you moron. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? What was your? What's your favorite club to perform in? I know you recorded your last comedy special. The comedy store. The comedy store. The comedy store is the best and the worst. But it's it's why it's the best is because it's so hard. Hard to get when, into or what? It's hard to get into, but I meant to say it's hard to the crowds. It's a, a it's like a talk about haunted houses. You could, yeah. like they've legit done multiple ghost hunting TV shows at the comedy store. Like you could Google it. Like it, it's it's like going to the gym and working. Like you 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 you. You mess, you lift. I've never been to the gym before, but I hear that you like you lift weights more than you're comfortable with. I've been told, and then, yeah. And then what you do is you go to the the then you like lift things that are not too hard, then they seem really easy. Oh, That's what okay. The comedy stories. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. So you're saying they're not they're not they're a good crowd, but they're not an easy crowd. Yeah, it's it's a hard, and also you're going up before and after like major famous comedians. Yeah. So like every show, I'm 20 years in, and I still feel like I have to bring it and impress people, which is not healthy at all. <laughs> Listen, I'm going up after Whitney Cummings and Mark Maron, and yeah, I don't know Dave Chappelle pops and I've been, I go up after Bill Burr, you know, and all these people. Wow. Like, and then Bill Burr is like, who's next? Because he's like a special guest, Taylor. Who? <laughs> Taylor Williams said, okay, so he presents me not being a jerk, but like he presents but he does, me yeah. without, he like, he doesn't go, this next guy is so famous, he's so funny, he's so, he doesn't go, he's a runner up on America's Got Talent, he goes, who's this guy? So the crowd is like, oh, we all know who Bill Burr is, because he's that famous, and yeah. we don't know who this guy is, this is going to suck. So anyway, you have everything going against you, you know? Yeah, but if you yeah, can make and it- you have to bring it. Yes. Yeah, but that's nice though, because there's certain clubs that are a little bit too easy, and then the comics that just work there, they're not used to going places that they actually need to work. And now you do well at the comedy store, which if people watch your special, they will see that you do very well at the comedy store. Then you can go anywhere and you can kill. Yeah, it's basically like that. I mean, it, it does. You can pick up bad habits. Like a lot of this doesn't really apply to modern times, but like ten years ago, ten to. 30 years ago or 50 years ago, comedians <laughs> who came out of the comedy store, they're really dark. Right. Darkness. And like, because you can get a crowd going with dark and crude and mm-hmm. low, uh, what do you call it? Not low brow. Cer- low brow. There you go. Like, I'm more cerebral comedy, but I found yeah. a way to be like cerebral mixed with laughing my jokes or I'm going to hurt you, you know? Yeah, there is, there's an edge. It's funny because there is an edge to your comedy. You're in like incredibly light and like everyone, they instinctually look at you when you start performing and they go, oh, this is a happy go lucky kind of a a fun comic. I can, I totally know what this is going to be, but there's a darkness there. It's right there, and Good you walk. Lord, I was just joking. No, there is. There no. is. You 100% Taylor. All, there's so many jokes that you have that kind of just walk that line, and you're just skirting it around. And then even like you had this great bit on the count where you just laughed a little bit too long at all these things that, you, that you're that you talking about. And it just has this like sense of like, this is, is he a little bit unhinged? And Good I don't. Lord. You're you're telling me you're not doing any of that on purpose? Darkness. I was being a little bit dramatic, and now you tell me, yeah, Taylor. I I I. I 
like, I, I was like, yeah, I have a little darkness with the with the with smart jokes. Yeah, I could I could totally see the darkness in you, Taylor. Yeah, it's very apparent. I was thinking I'm... the same thing. That I that's this bothers me. This is the worst YouTube comment I've ever heard is from you just now telling me. I don't care. People tell me your hair, you need to shave your head, or you're not funny, or you you suck, you know. But this is the worst thing I've ever heard is Taylor, I can see the darkness in you. Oh yeah. It's I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're disturbed. I'm saying that I think you use the juxtaposition of your happy-go-lucky demeanor with material that walks that line and walks that edge. And I, I feel like you do it deliberately. I'm like, am I the Darth Vader of comedy? Is that you're, what you're saying? You are. We talked about Voldemort before. This is this is your new style. Again, I'm not saying that you're a dark comic. What I'm saying is that you can get away with some things that another comic who delivers the material like this and they're saying their stuff and you know like <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm gonna walk her and she's trying trying to walk her in my car and just like they can do it. They can do it in a way they'd be like, oh, this guy's a dark comic. But when you do it, it seems all light. And then you look back and you're like, wait, what did I just laugh at? What was he talking about? I, I know what you're saying, but it's weird. You get this that you've been doing this for a little while too. You know, like I used to be like 17 year old comedian and like young comedian and, cl and clean shave and stuff. But now I'm like 37. I'm just like. Hey, I'm like the. <laughs> I, I listen. I I actually know exactly what you mean. When I when I first I, I was again started as young as you did, and I was doing jokes about going through puberty and all that kind of stuff. And then I remember I I did a show at I don't remember which club it was, but it was in West Edmonton Mall, and I was like, I don't know, maybe twenty something like that, twenty one, and all of a sudden I wasn't getting the laughs that I used to get. I had crossed over into this like, oh, I'm not the young kid anymore. And then my act yeah. had to evolve. And then in my 20s, everything was fine. And then as soon as I got into my late 20s, I had another kind of evolution where it took me a few years to find my footing again. Because as you grow as a human, and as you get older, you're, you, you have to evolve. And I mean, you have that great clip of you the first time you ever performed stand-up at the end of your special and spoiler alert you wrote it in the comments you said um, stick around i don't know what i'm doing it's it's all a cry for help i probably did <laughs> see right there it's all a cry for help that that you're talking about mental health but you do it in such a light-hearted way that nobody even tells what you're doing but you're like see no okay now you're we're gonna we're fighting are we fighting we're fighting right now yeah i'm sorry man that's okay that's all right it's I good timing with you but <laughs> You said the comedy store. That's your answer, and that is a great answer. And uh, it's just in time, too, because here comes ghost number three, my friend. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. What's the worst thing that could happen in your comedy career? Oh, it's all happened. <laughs> Every worst thing has already happened. All, All right. of it's happened. Go through some of the worst things that have happened, and then we'll hypothesize about something worse that could happen. Why? This is negative energy, Matt. This that is, is as right. A, as a dark person who with no soul, yeah. <laughs> as you paint me, as a dark, mean, You said, again, you said the no soul thing. <laughs> no, I'm setting you up to go, you mean all your soul? And I go, yeah. You oh. don't get it. You don't care what I'm doing. I, I'm not good at banter. That's why I'm no, a stand-up. I don't. But it's a little fish. I'm fishing. I'm going. Don't you have fishing up in Canada? <laughs> don't you guys like cut open a hole and then you like put a uh, like an ice hole and then you stick yeah. a fishing pole in there? And then there's a uh, fish come out. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard of a few people that do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a Canadian pastime? That is a Canadian pastime. But we we fish for moose. 
it's <laughs> it is a lot more dangerous because they is, are big. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. No mooses. Misai. Misai. Yeah. That's wild. But um So what are some of the bad things that have happened? I mean, I like I don't know how real you want to get. Let's like, get I've, let's I've, get real. I've had it like I've been on top of the world relatively, you know, and then had it all fall apart, you know. This business mm -hmm. is hard, you know. It's like I've 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 got I've like tasted like big success and then lost it all, and and I've I've worked two years on TV show pilots and then they don't get made, and then I look back, and I'm like, wow, that was two years of my career I just wasted, and yeah, uh, I'm out of it now. I'm in a good zone. I'm in a great great zone. I got Taylor Williamson live at the Comedy Store on YouTube. Ka. <laughs> yeah is it there yeah we have it yeah we can i think we can go to dot com or dot ca i don't even you have know. access to dot com out there we 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 just got it yeah canada oh. just got a brand new internet provider and we can th thank you thank howie you. mandel for setting that up yeah he did he was integral to it he said listen if i'm gonna own just for laughs you guys are going to need the internet and you're going to need American websites. And we're like, okay. Cause before that we had 18 websites and they were good. We were happy with them, but uh, now we had everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Howie. Thank you. Bell. Let's talk. <laughs> thank you. Um, um, thank you. Uh, Nathan Fielder. And uh yeah, so I yeah I've had a lot, but I mean, so I have a comedy special Taylor Williamson live at the comedy store on YouTube. That's the the thing I'm excited about. But I like I I'm back on track, you know. I'm very yeah. excited. But it's like, and I've been the business has kicked me in. Uh, he told me he he told me to stay classy, so I don't know where it kicked me. It kicked me in the elbow. Yeah, that's that good. Is, that is fine for our listeners. Too. I might still have to bleep that, but that's pretty good. <laughs> oh. Well, listen, I've been uh, a lot of that stuff, but uh, I, I'm doing it myself now, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I turned down a streamer even to release my thing. Like, I wow. I am excited to uh, – uh, it wasn't that good of a streamer, I'll be honest. But uh, <laughs> but thank you. But, yeah, it's – I don't know. So I've had all the bad – the bad things that happened in my career are like well, – you talk about, like, I go on stage and, like, I'm naked accidentally. Is that what you meant? Well, <laughs> That would be pretty bad. But yeah, I I, I think this Why goes... would that be so bad? I'm a human with body parts. I don't know why that'd be so bad. Who'd be bad for? <laughs> would be... Maybe it's good for people. Maybe they learn something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they learn something. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, oh, that's a Jewish person. <laughs> oh, so you're helping your people. That's also really... That's admirable. I'm not helping my people. They know what it looks like. I'm helping other people who don't know. No, you're an ambassador is what I'm saying for your people, which is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? No, I'm saying let's, I think the ghost wants to get specific. Like you've had these insane successes, but then you also talk about these like second place AGT. I know that like all these things like comedy, like, uh, you know, the comedy store, even just Mark Marin recently, these massive, massive things. And you talked about these setbacks as well, but like, what would be the thing, let's say in the next six months, what could happen that would just be the worst thing ever? The ghost needs to hear an answer. I hate this. I, I hate this ghost. Yeah. I hate this. This is negative energy. Yeah. This, this is just negative energy ghost of the future. Like I gave you vulnerable answers on this wonderful podcast. But we need to look say. into the future now and say what's something that could happen that would be the worst, that would ruin everything. 
you know what? No one listening to this wonderful interview we did. That would be really What horrible. a cop-out answer. I, I because you know as well as I do, there's only 13 <sighs> people listening to this interview. So don't give me that. <laughs> well, sir, I'm not, I'm staying in positive energy 2024. And I'm not going to think of the worst. I'm going to think, of, I'll think of the worst of the best things that could happen. My special only gets 16 million views. <laughs> that I like. I'm not going to this darkness, this dark pit that you're trying to bring my energy to today. Positive energy. Rest in peace, Brody Stevens. <laughs> Hashtag positive energy. I still don't understand how you cannot admit to me that you use your happy-go-lucky demeanor to get away with material that other comedians would be labeled as saying, oh, this is, he goes, he goes to death a lot. He talks about this a lot. But you, you talk about the same stuff and everyone sees you as this happy comic because you have this phenomenal persona on stage. And it's a real persona too, by the way. I've noticed you're the same person on stage as you are off stage, except you're less prepared off stage because, you know, you don't need to have bullet point notes before you have a conversation in real life. Is my reputation like a happy person i don't know what your reputation is amongst like actual people yeah i would say that you you have a reputation <laughs> as a happy person yeah i think you are a happy person good i want people to think that but i'm very i i think i'm too nice i, I think 2024 taylor i need more i need to take my comedy my onstage edge and bring it to my life you know and just not put up with no hijinks anymore you know i like that i like that but i'm work. i'm working on like no nonsense taylor.com you know <laughs> That's going to be a good website. Dude.ca. Dude, dot, dot dot that way we can access it too. Well, this is actually a great segue because as always, we need to wrap up the show by talking about what the ghosts have revealed to us. We've been on this journey from uh, past, you know, seeing that uh, first comedian, Tom Papa Dane Cook on stage, uh, talking about the present, you know, favorite comedy club to work at the comedy store and the future, the worst, which the ghost comedy future is allowing us to pass with that answer. Uh, the worst, you know, and what you want to do in your future. So what have you learned? What's, I, I, uh, I've learned that you need, uh, you need to get a priest into your house yeah, to clear out these ghosts that you're so comfy with. And you need to talk to a therapist and be like, why am I so comfortable living in a house with all these ghosts? You have a family. Yeah, I do have a therapist, but that's never come up. And I'm not bringing a priest in here because my luck, the priest is going to die. And then I'm going to have four ghosts. <laughs> I don't need that. You know what? They are always old priests that they send. They never send like they, they could have a heart attack and die. It's never like a twelve year old priest. That comes <laughs> twelve a twelve year old priest. I thought you were gonna say twenty year old. And we have this like ch child priest with the little collar and the and the crucifix that's too big for him because he's just a kid. Maybe a Jewish priest. There's not enough Jewish priests saving the day from the ghosts. That's you know? true. I would like to see that would that would have been and I don't know if I'm being too stereotypical now, but that would have been Careful. a phenomenal Mel Brooks movie. The Jewish priest, uh, the I Jewish exorcist. Oh, excuse me, the Jewish exorcist. That's even better. Like that, I would I would have I would have seen. That's that. way more interesting. The Jewish priest is just a guy. Being just like, a normal. Hey, I have to work on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this is thing, ridiculous. But... Well, here, let me tell you what I feel like I've learned from these ghosts. I, I have learned, I think it all comes down to that thing you said right in the beginning, and you tied back to at the end, that uh, being comfortable with scary or tr stuff means that you've gone through trauma. And I feel like you're the kind of person who, I'm, I'm assuming you, you have gone through traumas in your life, but 
You you also why do I seem like a trauma? guy? Yeah, you seem very traumatized. <laughs> do I oh, seem no. like a trauma guy? Uh, oh, that's no. gonna be a good quote. Do I seem like a trauma guy? Um, oh, no. I, I would say that you are very real. That you are a very real person, and that you actually aren't comfortable with scary stuff. You didn't even want to look into the future at the scary stuff that might be. You want to have a positive outlook on life, not because you're being suppressing stuff or whatever, but it's because you've you've gone through these things and you're making a choice. You've gone through difficult things. You've gone through positive things and you're taking all that and you're making a choice to say, you know what? No, I'm going to look at the world through a lens of positivity because that's the way that I can be the most powerful, the most comfortable, and the the healthiest version of myself that I can be. And even you saying in 2024, I'm going to maybe even stop. I'm going to do that a little bit less when it comes to interactions. I'm going to be less nice, less let people not walk over me too much. Again, it shows a deliberation and an intentionality on your part saying, I'm making a choice to be positive, but also not let people walk over me. I'm going to allow some of that stuff out on stage that can I can talk about in a very specific and deliberate way. You're intentional and you're real. And I think that's part of the reason why your stand-up is so compelling is because the person that we're watching up there is very much the intentional real person that we see offstage as well. Wow, that was a very thoughtful analysis. I really liked it. I have a, a small ghost priest that was giving me that information. So that was, I can't take all the credit. You know what it is? Like, have you heard about that study where it's like there's two plants and then the one of the plants you say nice things to and it grows nice and the other plants you say horrible sure, things yeah. and it dies, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not it's not real. Anyways. Yeah, but, but that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all. It's, it's not real, but still, I like the idea of it. Yeah. I think that's there I think that's my message. <laughs> I think there is a lot of truth in that, though, too. It's It might not work on plants, but I think it definitely works on human beings. So that's wonderful. Like, like, like I got a dog, you know, and I say good girl sure. when, when, she, when she pees on the floor. So if I say bad girl, it's going to be negative. And you don't want that. You don't want a dog walking around with an identity crisis or with some sort of, like, deep-rooted psychological issues. You want a dog that's like, yeah, even if I pee on the floor, I'm still loved by Taylor. Yeah, so would you watch her when I travel? Do you mind? She, she'll peel all, all over your floor, but she's really has a high self-esteem, you know? A big thank you to my guest, Taylor <laughs> Williamson. If you're in Calgary between January 11th and the 13th, go catch him at the Laugh Shop. You will not be disappointed. Thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And thank you most of all to all of you for listening. Hey, I'm Matt Falk. Until next time. God bless us, everyone.